never in 40 years of ministry been as burdened and heartbroken for any people group or nation as I am with America right now during this pandemic. Including abortion, the world death rate had been 189 people per minute. With this plague, the death rate has been 189.5 people per minute. I don't think that we can ask God why this is happening. That question really means, why is this happening to us? The end of this series this week is going to be the story of a man in our Sunday service many years ago who had a heart attack, died, and was brought back to life. But I need to take the time to talk about how we came to that place. Hi, I'm Perry Hardica, and this is a new podcast entitled Life Journeys. Over the last 40 years in ministry, I've majored in making sense out of the trials of life. And I've got a lot of stories for you. God has a purpose for trials that is seldom about the trial itself. We're facing that now in our world, and I felt compelled to reach out and encourage others with what I've learned, often the hard way. After a short time in my first pastorate, I got so sick that I was totally disabled, and doctors didn't know what was wrong. While I was out of the pulpit, God spoke to me. I want you to grow in faith for healing. So I spent weeks seeking Him with all of my heart for that faith. I learned that this doesn't come quickly or easily. So don't beat yourself up if faith seems to be slow in coming, especially when you're in the heat of battle. I'd like to direct your attention to what we often call the faith chapter, Hebrews 11. But I'm not going to bring you the many obvious things that you've already probably heard many times. Let's point out that it says here in summary, By faith, we understand. By faith, Abel offered a sacrifice. By faith, Noah was warned. By faith, Abraham went out in obedience. These all died, not having received. By faith, Isaac blessed. By faith, Moses chose to suffer. The other night I was walking the dog, and God spoke to me something. Now, over 40 years after that first life challenge of my faith to be healed, He said, The greatest purpose of faith is not so that you can obtain everything that you ask of me. It is that by your faith you can glorify me while you are yet in your storm. So I ask you, what's easier? To move that mountain by your command of faith or to climb it against all odds? What inspires others more? To see you claim that you have been blessed by your faith or to watch as you bow and worship your God when all seems lost? I submit to you that Hebrews 11 is about Christians not giving up when all is against them still. The reason it is written is because these people were ready to give up. They'd seen their brothers killed for their faith. It is said that not a Christian family in the first century didn't have a loved one whose tongue was cut out or their eyes burned with a hot poker 
their back beaten to hamburger, or their fathers and husbands having been banished to prison or to death. Hebrews eleven thirty four through 39 says, They waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yet, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword, they wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. These all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. Faith is a tool in God's hands to bring us to a place to glorify Him more than it is a tool in our hands to get God to lift us up. One day a group of Roman soldiers told a certain family, Forsake this Jesus and we'll let you live. Otherwise, we'll strip you naked and send you out onto this frozen lake until you're all dead. So out they marched to their death. Several of the soldiers were so moved by what they saw that they too stripped down, accepted Christ, and walked out to die with these men and women of whom the world is not worthy. People, that is the type of faith that alone can bring true freedom to America again. But all of these Christians angry with the government aren't going to impress anyone with the love of Jesus. It's going to take a genuine faith that savors the presence of God so much that they will give all they have to be a vessel poured out for love. And until, by faith, we can love those who we suspect of corruption, and until we can somehow be led to demonstrate that love, we're not going to win the battle that we're in. I have no doubt that this is what God is up to. This is the real battle of faith, to be reduced to surrendering our lives to the kind of faith that actually gives grace. Jesus gave grace by swallowing up all of the injustices against him and dying to himself, if you will, so that he could give life to others. It was only this act that caused one of his killers to say, Truly, this was the Son of God. Friends, until we have developed the kind of faith that is willing to give up all of our rights for the sake of giving grace to our nation, our faith isn't going to accomplish much in these days. But that means we're giving in to all of the corruption, doesn't it? Leave that to God. For once, let Him take care of it. Faith that releases love is the only thing that destroys corruption. It's the best way to shine light on it, and it's the best way to be free of its grip. Develop that heart, and the further wisdom of what to do will come in its own good time. With faith, everything is not always going to turn out okay. Sometimes, for a long time. But in everything that happens, you will be okay. 